Hello and welcome to episode one of the Making Soul podcast. I am Pam Concier. I'm your host. I'm also the producer and the editor and the sound engineer and all those made up titles because I don't have any of those things. Um, it's just me and my laptop here coming to you from Portland, Oregon. And today, which is December 28th, 2023, the topic, as is the topic swirling around everywhere at this time of year, is looking ahead to the new year and new year's resolutions. And I am a person who enjoys a restart, a refresh. Um, I was a school teacher for a long time and I kind of like that cycle of having a thing that starts in that case in the fall and then it has its cycles and seasons and then it ends in June or maybe now it's in May and then you have a time to sort of refresh and then you do it all over again. I'm still teaching. I, I teach classes through Portland Community College and have the renewal of each term and classes that now last maybe six or eight weeks and start have a start and a midpoint and a finish and I like the I like the chance to start over periodically so this is a time of the year that resonates with me a lot and I have in the past often sat down and you know thought about what do I want to do what changes do I want to make and today I want to kind of come in from a different angle because in one sense, or at least the way that New Year's is sort of commercialized in our culture, it sort of implies that there's something wrong with you <laughs> and that your life is somehow failing in certain ways and there are, way, there are things you could do to make it better. And, you know, the, sort of the stereotypical things is that you're going to resolve to lose weight or to exercise more and, you know, for eat better or, whatever. So those are all fine. And, but I want to encourage a different approach approach today. And I'm going to conflate or align a sun theme and a moon theme here at once, because I'm still kind of feeling the solstice energy. We're about a week after the winter solstice here in the Northern hemisphere. But solstice, the word solstice means sun stands still. And so I'm kind of, I've been in this mode of sort of feeling like the solstice was my new year, kind of the time to shift from the light getting uh, less and less each day to now the light growing each day. And to me, that seems like a great, as good a new year as any. And then the moon tie-in is that... Um, I'm recording this on the full moon. Last night was the full moon because I'm I'm using my blog and podcast to kind of mark the new moon and the full moon. I might come in at other moon stages too, but this one is a, a full moon edition of this podcast. So the full moon is a good time also to stand still and reflect as the moon is always doing, reflect on what you have already achieved. So that was kind of a lot of words. I don't know if I've made any sense yet, but my angle I'm going with with the New Year's resolutions is maybe to do nothing 
or to stop or to do less and to spend time thinking of all the ways instead that your life is amazing the way it is. Um, there's a few different stories and books and things that are contributing all to sort of a pileup of this kind of way of thinking, and I'll mention some of the books later on. But one thought I had recently, I flew down to Oakland from Portland in November to visit Natalie, my youngest, who is living there and grew up there, and that's where I raised my kids and lived for many years before moving back to Portland. And on the flight down, you know, getting to the airport and all that, it's there's a certain amount of hassle and I, I wasn't gonna be gone very long, so I think I parked in the long-term parking lot and, you know, you're kind of stressed waiting for the little shuttle bus and there, it was crowded and getting to the airport and then you're kind of worried and then you, there's waiting and there's crowds. and You know, I was feeling just kind of irritated the way that travel can be irritating sometimes and then I got on the plane and we're up in the air and I was still kind of in this like oh I'm uncomfortable it's crowded you know it's a small seat and and then I thought this is a freaking miracle that I can get into this vehicle I still don't understand how planes can fly in the air with that much weight and that many people and in an hour and a half, I could travel 650 miles, be in a different state, and be with my beloved. It's a complete freaking miracle. And it makes, so it totally shifted my whole experience of traveling because instead of sort of whining about the cramped quarters and the fact that there's no, I think they were giving out water, but no bag of peanuts even or whatever. Instead of focusing on all the inconveniences or that, you know, I just, I, I totally shifted to what an amazing thing that I can soar through the air, see the clouds, travel above the clouds, look at all the cloud formations, see through the, you know, through to the ground below, get this incredible view that our ancestors would never have dreamed of being able to see flying like a bird up here. And it completely shifted everything. So. That's the kind of shift that I want to encourage us to make where New Year's resolution energy tends to focus on what is wrong and what is lacking and what could be better and you know what's too much of this or not enough that. And instead, I would love it if we could put this energy out into the world of just appreciating the miracle, for example, of this technology that I'm using to convey this message to you, the fact that you can be, you know, opening your technology over on your end, wherever you are, you might be in my same town, but you might be across the world, or you might be listening to this when I first send it out, or you might find it two years from now, and we can travel through time and space in this way through this technology to connect with each other whether or not we know each other personally and that's a freaking miracle it's pretty amazing so that's another just another reframe and it makes me think of some work I did with a coaching client of mine who was starting up a new creative business and was kind of 
focusing or getting kind of down on herself about all the things she still had to do and she hadn't done this and she hadn't done that and it can be pretty overwhelming when you're starting a new venture like a small business and that's totally normal but the homework assignment I gave her was instead to stop and make a list on paper of all the things that she had already accomplished all the the people she had contacted the the Facebook posts or whatever that she had already done, the brochure she had written up, the events she had already hosted, because it's so easy for us to sometimes get caught up in all the things we haven't done and we lose sight and we forget about the things that we have done. So maybe the modification of that for you is whether it's reflecting on the past year or I would say go farther and just do sort of your life and especially in the areas where you're feeling deficient some way or you're feeling like you need to change maybe it's something about your physical body or appearance um, that would be a great place to start for a lot of people maybe instead you could write down all the things the experiences that this incredible body of yours has held you through and the way it has transported you through up until this point in your life and every day it shows up for you it keeps breathing you it keeps walking you it keeps thinking you and all those mechanisms that are just doing their thing like magic without you thinking about it at all and yeah it's not perfect none of our bodies is but maybe starting with a deep appreciation of what is already really working for you and this lifelong companion, this body that you have that is uniquely yours, shaped just the way you are meant to be shaped at this moment in time. How could it be otherwise? And starting from there and then maybe continuing your inventory with, I don't know, maybe your career, maybe you're in a place that's kind of frustrating in your career, but on the flip side of that, what about all the freaking work you've done to get to where you are, or the efforts you've made, whether or not they panned out, or whether or not they took you to the place you wanted to go, look at what has happened, the people you've met, the experiences you've had, even if it's been full of frustration, what are all the lessons that you've learned and you know what can you mine from those experiences to just appreciate and kind of sink into the beauty of where you are right now and maybe it's relationships could be some amazing ones that have deepened in the past few years it could be ones that are really troublesome maybe you can give yourself grace and give grace to the other person and think about how may, probably the truth is that we're all doing the best we can and with the experiences and backgrounds that we each come from this is how things play out and we can wish that they were different but this is just what they are and it's a chance for us to learn things about each other and about ourselves. and maybe that's okay maybe things are just okay the way they are and you can continue this, you know, you get the idea now, maybe it's your housing situation, maybe it's your day-to-day -day patterns that you're in, or 
And it could be whether it's going great or whether it's not going great, just to kind of find the miraculousness in the way things are. That will lead me to um, these two books that I've been reading recently that go together really well. One of them, my friend Bernat loaned to me. It's called 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals by Oliver Berkman. And he was quick to add that it, it sounds like it's a typical time management book, but it's kind of the opposite of that. It's, about, it's written by someone who used to be a productivity geek. That's kind of how he refers to himself in the book, but has found that the more productive he was, the more unhappy he was and miserable and and so kind of step back to reevaluate the whole entire thing and so the chapter that I'm just about to start is called becoming a better procrastinator so well one of his overarching themes is the value of recognizing that your life your time on this planet is finite and to not in a morbid way to acknowledge your impending death but to use that knowledge to make better decisions about how you're gonna spend this limited amount of time that you have. And then another book that I just finished reading is by Jenny O'Dell, a writer in Oakland, and it's called How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy. And I'll put links to both of these books in the episode notes, but hers also, How to Do Nothing is a slight misnomer, but she's advocating for getting out of social media type of algorithmic situations where somebody else is feeding up things for you to pay attention to and instead noticing your environment and connecting with your bioregion, as she refers to it, the animals and the native plants and the people who live around you which could be in your city, could be the crows who visit your yard every day, or the tree that you see out your window and becoming a part of that ecosystem. So <clears throat> those are two, two things I've been reading that kind of feed into this idea and other things that have been happening in conversations that I've been in recently that are kind of resisting the whole capitalist, consumerist culture that can be kind of pervasive and pretty irritating around this type of year about, you know, joining the gym or changing up your diet or all these things that kind of depend on us feeling bad about ourselves, basically. So my challenge to you or my, my invitation is for you to resolve to enjoy the incredible miracles that make up your life. Oh, I remember what I was going to say about Oliver Berkman. He talks about just how, how miraculous it is that we're even here on this planet. You know, the circumstances that had to happen for your mother and your father to meet each other and, you know, just the yeah, it's all just a freaking coincidence that we're here in the first place and that we have encountered each other and that we have these experiences that we're having. So my New Year's, my New Year's resolution 
is to slow down and especially when I'm feeling kind of grumbly about the traffic or some, you know, little irritant to make a shift into like, what a freaking amazing thing that I have this vehicle that gets me so quickly from here to there. And to, to strive, <laughs> I have a funny relationship with that word strive, but to strive to just see the life that I have and enjoy it. And I'll, maybe I'll end just to drive this point home and to circle back to the airline story that I told earlier. I heard a report, I think it was on the radio on NPR, talking about how complaints by Americans about air, airline travel is at an all-time high. There are more people complaining than ever. And I get it, like, you know, maybe airplanes are squishier than they used to be, there's not food, or, you know, like some things have maybe materially gotten less comfortable, but really what it made me think is, geez, what a bunch of whiny, whiny whiners we are in this country, because I think what's probably been lost now that we're a few generations into just assuming that air travel is normal, we've lost the wonder and magic inherent in the fact that we can just within a few hours traverse thousands of miles to see people we love or to go to places that we couldn't our ancestors couldn't imagine seeing so um, maybe as a collective society we could work on our sense of wonder and magic a little bit appreciating this abundance that we have and not being irritated um, that our abundance isn't as abundant as you know we wish it were. So thank you for being here for the first episode of this podcast, Making Soul. And I wish for you in 2024 a new appreciation as though looking through new glasses at the life that you have right now and all the things that are good and beautiful and miraculous about it. Not in a rose-colored glasses kind of way, but just in a way of appreciating the work that you've done on yourself, the work that you've done in the world, what you are, the fact that you're here, the fact that you are part of this universe at this point in time and that you've been making a contribution your entire life. And may you resolve to be yourself in deeper ways and release the idea that you need to change somehow to be a better version of yourself. Keep being yourself. And in doing this, this is how we make soul. It all ties in. Thanks for being here. And if you know somebody who you think would appreciate this message, I would love it if you forwarded them this episode or encouraged them to subscribe to Making Soul on Substack. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.